How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Can only mean one thing. David Schuster is joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. We choose David Schuster to make us all feel better about ourselves. David, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. You know, I'm looking down on the field right now, and you, you I don't try to normally look down on everything, David, but it just doesn't <laughs> come off right. I resemble that remark. Yes. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at Clark the Cub. And I actually feel sorry for him. He's not getting paid enough money because right now it is like a steam bath down there. And he's in that costume. I don't care if he's not wearing pants. He is hot. I can see it from all the way up here. <laughs> I can't believe you You would think that today would be a day they'd say, you know what? I know Clark the Cub is supposed to be out there, but we're not going to send a guy out in a stuffed animal suit on a day like today. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, he should be in a thong, if nothing else, or a Speedo or something. But, yeah, I, I really think this guy is not getting paid his money's worth today. No, I assume that they offered that job to Terry Boris because it came with no pants. <laughs> I just assume that. All right, so we have, we have news. We have updates on various, various Cubs who aren't playing before we get to the ones who are, David. Yeah, well, I mean, not 100% updates, but I'll just tell you what we were told. First okay. of all, Cole, Cole Hamill's through a bullpen today and you never know how he is until after the fact and sometimes that's even 24 hours after the fact so maybe by tomorrow we'll find out what his deal is I mean he's you know thrown the flat ground he's told us that he's had no pain in his uh in his arm or side or anything else and we'll find out very shortly if they're going to decide to send him to a minor league rehab stint or maybe just have a more, one more simulated game and, and go right back into the rotation. So we'll probably have that information, if not after today's game, I would imagine by tomorrow. Wilson Contreras, who you can tell is just itching to get back in there, and he will come off the I.L. early part of next week. He was scheduled to take batting practice today, and I imagine he did. Now, I was down on that field earlier, and it was, you know what, hot. Um, and so I think he did, but I left before he got into the batting cage. But he apparently is, is getting very close to being back, uh, coming off uh, the aisle and onto the roster. And then, you know, it'll be really interesting because they will technically have three catchers on their roster, and we'll see how they handle that going forward. And Brandon Morrow, remember him? Barely. Um, he's throwing batting practice out in Arizona. And if it's hot here, you can only imagine how hot it is out there. Yeah, Brandon Morrow is is an interesting name, David, because he was really good last year until he got hurt. And that's been the knock on him his whole career is that he's too injury prone, can't stay healthy. He was great with the Dodgers. The Cubs signed him to a two-year deal. He was closing games. He was closing games very well for the Cubs. But we haven't seen him since then. And obviously, this has not been uh, a year where he, where he's done anything if they could get anything out of him at all I mean you're certainly not going to ask him to close games with Kimbrell in there now but just as another bullpen arm it would be fantastic for the Cubs 
Yeah, it's really interesting you talk about the bullpen, Mike. I mean, right now, that bullpen is predominantly right-handed. I mean, they have seven right-handers in their bullpen and only one lefty. When they sent Rosario down yesterday, Kyle Ryan is the only left-hander that's on that roster as of right now. Now, Joe Madden will tell you that Carl Edwards, if he's right, gets out lefties. But you know what? They're going to be looking. There's no question. Even if they didn't send Rosario down, they're going to be looking for another left-hander anyway. So I would imagine before the trading deadline, and it's coming up in the next couple of weeks you will see another left-hander somehow some way added to this roster we're going to see somebody else who's different in the eighth inning i'm really tired of these pedro strope eighth inning home runs from the guy who's supposed to be the eighth inning guy yeah, and, and Madden said that, you know, his velocity's down a tick and his location hasn't been good, obviously. You know, the last couple of outings, he's given up home runs, and they've been big home runs by the opposition. You know, Carl Edwards is back up. You know, he says he's healthy. He didn't get into yesterday's game. I imagine come the eighth inning today, if they're in the exact same situation as yesterday, you'll probably see Carl Edwards in that role. So Did Madden say that? Or, no, I'm or saying, you just I'm get the feeling that. that he's out of the circle of trust? Well, I mean, I'm even going off your own words. I mean, his last couple of outings, he sucking, has given sucking, up. Sucking, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, he's part of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just guessing. First of all, I mean, Strope, you, you got to go. If you got so many guys in your bullpen and you just brought Carl Edwards back and he was, you know, his velocity was up uh, down in the minors. He was not having any uh, pain whatsoever. Um, I would imagine today, if the same circumstances call, I would imagine you'll you will see Carl Edwards today, if for no other reason, because Strope pitched yesterday. So um, ultimately, I mean, who's his setup guy? I mean, maybe Brandon Morrow if he ever gets back here, and I tend to doubt it. Um, maybe he's used as a eighth inning guy. I mean, you, you, the best bullpens I found over the years are your power guys. One power guy setting up yet another power guy, and you know if that could happen, we'll just have to wait and see. This hour brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call one eight seven seven Cars with a K. Four kids and David, uh, we were both there for Joe Madden's uh, pregame chat yesterday, and he had, he had a lot of nice things to say about Carl Edwards Jr. And we know that he really trusted him uh, during uh, his rookie season, and he, he pitched in that Game Seven of the World Series to, to try to close things out. But he's a guy that that had lost trust, and and I think was on his way back towards regaining that trust. And I know Joe wants to be able to put him back out there. Well, he's had a series of problems, to be perfectly honest with you. First of all, like a lot of pitchers, he just lost his GPS guidance system. You know, his control problems just got the better of him. He just couldn't find the strike zone. Then it was compounded, obviously, with, you know, assorted injuries, the, of which, you know, recently that's why he was sent back down to the minors. So, yeah, I mean, if you get Carl Edwards at his best, he's got a live arm. He throws at least mid-90s, sometimes even upper 90s, and he's got a good... Uh, good slider and he's got a good um changeup as well so if he's pitching like he's capable of pitching he's a fantastic asset in your bullpen but you know again you got to have control and you got to be healthy today's uh opposing pitcher for the the Padres starter Joey Lucchese 392 in ERA uh not many Cubs have faced him but Almora leads off he's gone one for three against Lucchese Baez bat second he's two for three with a homer and two RBIs Bryant Rizzo and then hitting fifth is Robel Garcia and playing left field. They're trying to hide him. I, I always think that I go back to the Chuck Tanner line, the ball will find you. <laughs> That's what Chuck it, Tanner used to say. Robel Garcia in left. Did uh, Joe talk about that? 
Yeah, specifically, I asked that very question. I mean, uh, you know, listen, uh, he's another one of your quote-unquote versatile players. I mean, he basically an infielder. He plays second base. He's played some third base. But I had to ask. I mean, I've never seen him in the outfield, and I think this will be his major league debut out there. Apparently, according to Joe Madden, he has played some outfield in the past in the minor leagues, maybe over in Italy as well. And Joe even called it an experiment. He says, we'll get a better idea. We've been working with him out in the outfield um, over the last uh, span of time since he's been here. But, yep, it's a, yet another quirk in the Joe Madden lineup. So Wait, we'll you really, see what happens. Do you really want an experiment in the outfield with a fly ball pitcher like Quintana? What's the thinking behind this? Uh, the thinking is that Schwarber is getting the day off against yet another left-handed pitcher. Hayward is not playing today. You know, it was back-to-back left-handers yesterday and today. Joe Madden deciding, obviously, days ago that he was going to give Hayward the day off today. So at some point, and Contreras is not available to even be an outfielder, and that was weird in itself. So I guess uh, Garcia drew the short straw, and he's, he's the experiment. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the lab rat today in left field, well, I guess. Well, and think about that, too, David. I mean... I get giving Hayward a day off against the lefty. He did play yesterday. I get not having Schwarber out there, maybe not two days in a row, but it's a lefty, whatever. But your right fielder today is Chris Bryant, and your left fielder is Robel Garcia. And, and listen, Bryant made some nice plays in left yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he could play right. To finish out your Cubs lineup, by the way, Victor Caratini is catching Addison Russell, who's over three lifetime against um, Lucchese, is batting seventh. David Bodie, who's two for three, is playing third base and batting eighth. So I guess past performance is not indicative of future Madden lineups. And Jose Quintana is pitching. So they'll go up against Joey Lucchese and the, and the Padres today. I just... I... I don't know. I, it's I, different. It's see, different to say the least. And but but then again, I mean, I come to the ballpark almost every day expecting something different in the lineups here under Joe Madden. And uh-huh. for the most part, they work. Every now and then, obviously, they don't. You got to give a lot of credit also to Chris Bryant. I mean, in his last three games, he started at three different positions: third base, left field, right field. And it hasn't affected his hitting one iota because he's hitting the ball is about as well as you can right now. So uh, Chris Bryant uh, right now is, is just playing some outstanding baseball for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, David, I was actually going to bring that up is that Chris's numbers right now, they, they mirror what they were in his MVP season. He's been, for as much flack as we get sometimes with Chris Bryant, uh, whether it's at the plate with runners in scoring position or in the field, he is mirroring what he did when he won the MVP. Well, his RBIs are down, but there's obviously a reason for that. I mean, first of all, when he was hitting second, you know, it's not exactly the all-time RBI spot in the lineup, and and the leadoff hitter wasn't getting on all that much in front of him. Now he's finally hitting third, of which he's told us repeatedly where he wants to hit and feels most comfortable, and I'm glad that he's finally where he should be in the order. But the top two guys in the order, whether it's Schwarber and Baez, who are among the league leaders in strikeouts, their on-base percentage isn't so great. So that's you know one of many reasons why Chris Bryant's RBI numbers are down. One of these years, if he's hitting third and they do have a true leadoff hitter and whoever that second uh, hitter in the lineup is an on-base guy as well, I think you're going to see Bryant back to uh, driving in 100-plus runs annually. The heat of yesterday and today reminds me of one of the pictures, the picture of Wrigley Chicago heat for me. <laughs> It's Joe Borowski 
<laughs> where he almost, it looked like a cartoon. You know how they have waterfalls in the, the cartoon uh-huh. character's face? That's what he looked like. Don Baylor was the manager. And Joe Baraski's out there. <laughs> he can't throw a strike. He's not coming out. He's pink and he's red and he's, mm-hmm. and he's just sweating all over the place. Well, and the one thing that happened yesterday, David, and I, I know that I didn't get hear this confirmed, but Kimbrell kept calling for new balls. I, I yeah. think he was having a struggle getting grips on the balls. or He was sweating so profusely. He, he kept requesting new baseballs from the home plate umpire yesterday. Well, whatever his reasoning was, it worked because, you know, he got the yeah. save, obviously, and he struck out the side. So, um, listen, you know, I, I, it worked, but you're right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Pat and Zach and yourself, you know, before running on the field and doing the interview down in the dugout, and that's exactly right. I mean, he kept asking for new baseballs, and, and yeah, probably it was a grip situation. It's hot, guys. I mean, there's no way around it. The heat index yesterday was 108, and that was... There wasn't that much sun at times yesterday. Right now, it's pure sunshine. And like I said, I was down in that field before. It is absolutely a steam bath down there. Did you see a movie? Did not see a movie this week. I'll have to catch up and, and double my uh, double your pleasure next week. Did, did, did you happen to watch the PBS uh, documentary on the moon landing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know if I watched that one. I watched the one on CNN. Okay, um, well, do you have thoughts on that, then, you could share with us on the yeah, 50th anniversary? Production value. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, that was one of the questions that was asked of Joe Madden, where were you 50 years ago? Um, he was, you know, with his father, he said he was, a, what, a sophomore or junior in high school at the time, watching, of course, like almost everybody else, on a little black-and-white TV. Um, and, and I was doing the same thing, ironically, we were at a party. It was junior high school for me. We were at a party at some girl's house, and she was so upset because no one was paying attention to the party. We were all sitting around watching, you know, the man on the moon, literally. So, yeah, that's my famous memory of 50 years ago and then today. And, and, and the still, still amazing, by the way. <laughs> not, not the party, but still amazing. I mean, I saw the documentary, like I said, on CNN, and it's 50 years later, and I'm still blown away by the accomplishment. All right, David, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Talk, Talk to you, you next week. Thanks, David. David. David Schuster at Wrigley and Robel Garcia's in left. And who knows what joy and hijinks and merriment that'll bring. One day David's going to show up and Joe's going to have him in left. It's just going to sure. be it, sure. it's possible. You know, the guy who talks about Legion Week, the way Joe talks about Legion Week, that really is. <laughs> okay, we're moving people all over the place. The Open Championship coverage on the score presented by the BMW Championship at Medina Country Club August 13th through August 18th. Visit BMWChampionship.com. So we're talking about some Hall of Famers. We'll talk about somebody who's not in the Hall of Fame and um, just some names that come up when you talk about them and some other baseball things that happened last night. And we'll just finish out Saturday Suckage. He's Mike Esposito. He's in for Spiegel, who is in for Mike Esposito. Mm-hmm. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Climbing to the Moon was solid. Yeah, that was that was uh, an excellent choice. And we learned today that Buzz Aldrin had a tape recorder of Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. And that's what he played after he landed on the moon and walked on the moon and uttered those wonderful words. And he played Sinatra. I, I also or learned... Or Johnny Fontaine, to those of us who watch the movie regularly. <laughs> right. I, I also realized today, I learned for the first time today, that Buzz Aldrin is on Twitter. At the real buzz. The real buzz. What is the real buzz tweeting? The real buzz uh, tweets today, looking back, landing on the moon wasn't just our job. It was a historic opportunity to prove to the world America's can-do spirit. I'm proud to serve the country that gave me this historic opportunity. Today belongs to you. We must hold the memory of Apollo 11 close. Hashtag Apollo 50th and then a little moon emoji. Moon. So Buzz is Buzz not is throwing mullet. emojis out there. The real moon. Not, At not the moon real mullet. Buzz. And, and apparently, I, I'm out in the cold here. I should have known about this sooner. The real Buzz has 1.4 million Twitter follows. <clears throat> Followers, excuse Followers, me. Followers, yes. Yes, people oh. following him. I didn't realize he was on there until this morning. I saw a, Twitter, uh, a tweet from him. I'm like, oh, Buzz Aldrin's on Twitter. So this was... Um, I showed up on my Twitter. I don't follow Cam Miller, um, Cam Miller Film, at Cam Miller Films, but this showed up on my Twitter machine feed that on this day in 76, seven years after they walked on the moon, Neil Armstrong threw out the first pitch at Riverfront Stadium. Seven years to the day that he landed on the moon, and that very day, 7-20-76, that the Viking won landed on Mars. No kidding. I didn't know there was I that. I didn't know that either. More anniversaries. More air anniversaries. So when you were, when you were with Bruce mm-hmm. and serving your penance by doing two hours with Bruce on Inside the Clubhouse, <laughs> did you guys discuss the Jose Abreu trade rumor? We what did. did discuss? We, we, we actually threw out uh, the old clash should he stay or should he go now complete with music to jose abreu so we got the uh, the clash sound bed should i stay or should i go mm-hmm. and then we discussed should the Sox trade jose abreu or not uh the listeners were uh, there was a split on there people want to people love abreu Sox fans do people want to keep abreu abreu loves the Sox. abreu that, wants there. to re-sign himself here we saw that uh, we were discussing scenarios under which they could possibly trade him, and then if they really wanted to bring him back, you don't have to extend him now. You trade him, and it, now maybe you have the side conversation with him. Hey, we, you know, we, we'd like to trade you and, and get something in return and then absolutely plan to re-sign you, and this is what we have in mind for you coming forward, whatever. It's been done before. I asked Bruce, actually, I actually asked him this. I said, do you know of times when this has happened before? He mentioned Araldus Chapman to the Cubs, sure. where he went right back to the uh, Yankees afterwards. And a, a texter mentioned, although I'd, I don't know this for a fact, that Kerry Wood to the Indians and then came back to the Cubs uh, after that as well. That was not an immediate thing, but you kind of always knew that Kerry Wood would wind up back for the Cubs. But if your relationship is such with a guy like Jose Abreu and you're the White Sox and you're the front office, you could go to him and say, listen, Jose, we, we can get some, some good pieces for you. If you're willing to go play two months somewhere else, we'll bring you back after the season. 
That's been discussed. Yeah. And it turns out, according to Phil Rogers, writing for Forbes, used to be the Chicago Tribune, Phil Rogers is writing that the Red Sox are monitoring the market because they've got Mitch Moreland and Steve Pierce on injured list currently. and Not so good. Uh, Michael Chavis, who's a better second baseman than a first baseman, has been handling first base. So there's a need. First basemen who hit for power are, mm-hmm. are of multitudes in the major leagues. But when you're a contender like the Red Sox, when you're a team that needs to do something mm-hmm. like the Red Sox, when you're a team that is expected to do something like the Red Sox, suddenly Jose Abreu has value. So there it is, the Red Sox, the specter of the Red Sox, and White Sox making a trade. Well, it worked out pretty well for for both teams last time. <clears throat> last time they did this. Agreed. And if you look at Boston though too, and the Yankees are out well ahead of both Tampa and Boston in first place in that division. Boston has had a a rough first part of the season. They're they're in third place in that division. They're still 8 games above 500. Put it this way, their record is 53 and 45. The Cubs are 53 and 44. So they're play, basically playing uh, right at the pace the Cubs are. But you figure the Red Sox will be a playoff team in the American League. They're certainly going to be a contender in the American League. And you know the fans of the Red Sox are expecting them to do something to make that push. So they are absolutely a likely uh, possibility. They're three, games for out. They're, they're the, they're three games out of the second wild card. They're two behind the Rays. The Indians are 56 and 40, have passed them, but the Indians have been playing out of their minds lately. Right. Uh, and the Oakland Athletics, uh, don't forget about them. They are playing some excellent baseball out west. Uh, they're only five and a half behind Houston, but uh, they are uh, mathematically and in the standings, they are ahead of the Red Sox. Bottom of the hour brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Coach Fitz and the 17th ranked Cats this fall at Ryan Field. Matchups include Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa. Season and single game tickets on sale now at nusports.com. There it is, the clash. Okay. We're going to go on to something else now. <laughs> Hall of Fame talk always brings this up in this town, especially when you have Harold Baines going in, uh, Dick Allen. Dick Allen's Hall of Fame mm-hmm. worthiness. Do you have a particularly strong opinion, a hard feeling about this? I don't have a hard feeling, mainly because I never saw him play as, you know, with, with my own eyes. I was too young. Uh, I know people that did see him play tend to argue that he is a Hall of Fame player. Um, I, I don't have a strong opinion, though, because it, he was not a guy that I was able to watch. When we talked about Harold Baines... And we used the seemingly contradictory uh, values that the baseballreference.com offers. So mm-hmm. in Hall of Fame statistics, Baines was nowhere close, but his Hall of Fame, but his similarity scores for not for the most of the five most similar players were Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. With Dick Allen, it's it's seemingly the opposite. In yep. using the black ink. You know, that's when you lead a category. Average Hall of Famer has, it scores a 27. Dick Allen scores a 27. Mm-hmm. That's the average Hall of Famer. Yeah. In gray ink, which means you finish in the top 10, in batting, average Hall of Famer scores 144. He's got 159. Better. That would be better. Yes. yes that would be ding, more. Ding, ding. 
The Hall of Fame monitor, as, as constructed by Bill James, the likelihood, not the deservedness, but the likelihood that he would be a Hall of Famer, scores 100, and Dick Allen scores a 99. Hall of Fame standards, the average Hall of Famer scores a 50, Dick Allen scores only a 39. So he seems to be, in certain categories, arguably a Hall of Famer, especially well, offensively. And, and I know he, he's a 58.7 war. He has a 58.7 war. That is well ahead of Harold Baines's war, which is only 38.7. But they, they're, they're use, baseball reference uses him as a third baseman, and so they're, they're, the average third baseman career war is about 10 points 10, 10 wins more, 10 points more. Okay. So the similarity scores, though, that's where you can't find a Hall of Famer in the similar batters. That's what they, they – number one, his most similar the, – the player most similar to, to – that Dick Allen's most similar to is Ryan Braun. He's not a Hall of Famer. No. Nope. Won't be. Nope. Lance Berkman. Nope. Reggie Smith. Nope. Ellis Burks. Nope. Brian Giles. Nope. Jermaine Dye. Love Jermaine Dye, but no. George Foster. Big Red Machine? Yeah, no. Nope. Fred Lynn? Nope. Tim Salmon? Definitely not. And Sean Green. And the only place you find a Hall of Famer is when he, you look at Dick Allen's most similar by ages. So at age 25, this player he was most similar to was Willie Mays. That's In my good. world, that's the greatest ball that's player of good. all time, Willie Mays. Um, at 26, he was most similar to Duke Snyder, or the player most similar to him was Duke Snyder, Hall of Famer. At age 29, Chipper Jones. At age 30, Chipper Jones. At age 35, for whatever that's worth to certain players as their body holds up, Willie Stargell. So that's where you find the Hall of Famers when, when arguing the Dick Allen case. Um, and then you look at the transactions, and the history he's... The zealigness he's sort of been a part of. Mm-hmm. He was traded in 69 from the Phillies to the Cardinals. He was traded with Cookie Rojas and Jerry Johnson to the Cardinals for Byron Brown, Joe Horner, Tim McCarver. Your favorite broadcaster. Well, he was really good at one time. Yes. And Kurt Flood. Mm-hmm. Kurt Flood never reported. Kurt mm-hmm. Flood and Kurt Flood's daughter is on is is launching a campaign and rightly so that he should be in the Hall of Fame if you're telling the story of baseball. Yeah, because he was I agree. right. He was right. He fought the reserve clause and he was right. He had he had to wait. He wasted a, a good part of his uh, the rest of his career mm-hmm. after the trade. He never played again. He was that he guy. So he took a stand. Yeah, just as Marvin Absolutely. Miller is deserving yep. of being in the Hall of Fame. So then, the, he gets traded by the Cardinals to the Dodgers. And then he gets traded by the Dodgers in 71 to, to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. For Steve Hunts and Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Not the surgery, the player. The player. Who would have the surgery. Yes. And, and, and then spawn the name. And yes. then welcome Patrick Manley into his family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then he was... This seems like... Talk, this is awful. He was traded by the White Sox to the Braves. It's not awful to go to Atlanta. 
But the Braves sent Jim Essien to the White Sox. Future Cubs manager. Oh, my God. Jim How Essien. awful is that? <laughs> then he was traded by the Braves with Johnny Oates to the Phillies for Barry Bunnell and Jim Essien. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Cash. is really, when you, when you go down the rabbit oh, hole so of trades funny. for transactions for guys like that, that's just hysterical. Last night, there were a couple of things that happened in, in the baseball that I want to bring up. Josh Donaldson. And speaking of the Braves, the Braves are continuing to win. Josh Donaldson notched his 11th walk-off hit. This is from Stats by Stats. 11 walk-off hits, all coming since 2013. Three more than any other MLB player since the start of the 2013 season. Next is Bryce Harper with eight. So if the Cubs are looking for a guy who can hit in the clutch... And as you waited his entire career for Kyle Schwarber to finally hit a walk-off, and he finally did after all this time, Basket Josh shot. Donaldson is your guy. And here's something I love. It's the Brewers, Christian Yelich has now played, now hit 60 home runs and, 30, and has stolen 33 bases over his last 162 games. According to stats, he's the first player in MLB history to ever do that. 60 homers or more. 30 or more stolen bases in any 162-game stand. That's pretty amazing. And the, and the Brewers still lost. And here's what The Brewers is, are not playing good a, baseball. No, they're amazing. They had a 3-1 lead, and they gave up a six-run third inning to the Diamondbacks. And in that third inning, the Diamondbacks hit for the cycle in order. Oh. In order. Dyson singled. Marte doubled. Followed by Escobar, who tripled, and Christian Walker homered. And that'll that that'll leave rally. a mark right there. That was the rally. We have uh, a bit of breaking news in the White Sox. Kelvin Herrera placed on the injured list. Jimmy Cordero uh, recalled from Charlotte. So that will affect the Sox bullpen as well as any hopes of trading Kelvin Herrera, probably. I don't know that you were going to do that anyway. But that was uh, the news that just crossed uh, for the White Sox and for the disabled. And, and as uh, I expressed my surprise that Buzz Aldrin was on Twitter, Peoria Matt points out that President Trump is also on Twitter. I, I didn't know that either. So now I've learned two people are on Twitter, Buzz Aldrin and President Trump. I didn't know that. You know, you can just type in names and search for people. I, it's on amazing how that works, box, isn't it? You can, they'll come up, sometimes you can, you know, come up with their name and their Twitter <laughs> handle and however the, the account is to whomever well, it's registered. I now follow the real buzz, so I'm feeling good about that. The real buzz. The real buzz. Do you follow the real Terry Bores? I do. Yeah. I do. He tweeted about Doug Buffon today. We played. A, yes, he did. We played the best of Buffon, and really that should be a regular thing. I'm, we're happy to take that on Saturday Suckage. We're happy to take because he's the real, the best of Doug Buffon is always when the Bears sucked. So I think it's very appropriate that we would have a segment every week, the best of Buffon, and we would just bring back some of the some of the more prized and precious cuts that Doug was known for. Doug you was here. On. Yeah, Doug was yeah. here long enough, plenty long enough for yeah. us to do that so with regularity. That. Yes. I like it. Okay. Hard fart pot game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lots Doug. of, by the way, 670 11. We, ha- we brought this up because the Tribune, yes. today was the story. Doug was named number 48 on the Tribune's list of 100 best bears. Knock players. your bra block off. And we had a lot of great Doug texts. We didn't have time to read all of them, but thank you for Sorry sending about them at 670-11. We appreciate you participating in a part of the show that we never get to. That's, that's why we suck, because we, we <laughs> ask for texts and then we never read them. That's kind of the, the, 
core of Saturday suckage. <laughs> we want to thank David Schuster. Talk about the core of Saturday suckage. <laughs> He's right there in the middle. Zach Withers and Robert Sean Anderson. What's his name? Stifler produced the second half, second 45 minutes of the show. Zach Withers. We're coming up to Padres at Cobbs, 121st pitch. Zach Zaidman with your pregame show. After that, Julie and Maggie on the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 